Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Michelle Smallman picking at the scabs of my career. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michelle. Triple eight, say ESPN, our number if you want to jump in. We have two-a-days that we will get to some interesting stuff with both Baltimore and Dallas. The Ravens and the Cowboys are ESPN Radio two-a-days today. But, Michelle, we spent some time just a minute ago talking about this Johnny Manziel documentary that came out on Netflix, and you kept firing questions at me over and over and over again during this most recent commercial break. And and Shannon, our producer, said, all right, let's do this on the air. So, Michelle, the floor is yours. You get to do an interview with me, the Johnny Manziel expert. I was here on the front lines of Cleveland's disastrous decision to draft Johnny Manziel. What do you want to know? So many things, Aaron. I am peppering you with questions here because Johnny Manziel is one of the most infamous figures in college football and in the NFL. He had all of the headlines, so much talent, but it flamed out in a really disastrous way. And I just love that this documentary came out that had some pretty big revelations about his NFL career and that you are the expert. You were there. So I want to know from you certain things about Johnny oh, Manziel's Cleveland I, Browns was career. Was I there? Oh, my. Now, I was not in Vegas with Billy Manziel, but I was there for a lot of Johnny's career. And I'll tell you, pretty early on, as as in his rookie process, I knew mm-hmm. something was amiss. Okay, um, so that's what I was going to ask because we found out in the doc that Johnny Manziel watched zero point zero film during yes. his NFL career, and Correct. you know I I worked in St. Louis for a long time. When things are going on with teams, and you're down at the ballpark, or you're out at at training camp, you're in the locker room. Dudes love to talk. You hear things before the rest of the country hears them. So when did you first get a sense, Aaron, that this was going to be an uh oh bus type situation? Well, they had a you know a new coach, Mike Pettin coming in as a new coach in 2014. So they had some additional off-season workouts, and I kept hearing word that there were times where they didn't know where Johnny was, that he oh. was just some days he was there, and some days they had no idea where he went off to. And I have a buddy who lives over near the facility, and they had this uh, old like kind of a neighborhood strip mall bar, like not a fancy place, two bucks. It was good. Like just a sports bar. Okay. And he was like, I I went to two bucks, like three consecutive nights. And Johnny Manziel was in there three consecutive nights. And I was like, Whoa, like what is going on with this? Like he's like, he's a rookie. Shouldn't he be like studying and working out? And I hate to be that guy, but something's a little bit amiss. But, Michelle, when he first finally stepped on the field in the game as their starting quarterback against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, it's the worst game of quarterback I've ever seen anybody play. And on, like, the second drive, he play-action faked to nobody. The play actually went the other way from the direction he thought it was going to go. So he went to hand off, and there was no one there. And as I was watching that highlight back, I remember – 
looking around. I was sitting watching this game in the press box, and I was like, man, this is not just bad. This is an out-and-out disaster. And just months before that, you were reacting in a totally different way when he was drafted. We actually oh, what, had the what, sound. What, what, what is this? Shout out to, to Mark and Shannon doing uh, unbelievable work behind the scenes in Bristol to get the sound of Aaron Goldhammer reacting. Just just embarrass me on national <laughs> radio, Browns. why don't you? Drafting Johnny Manziel. Manziel, here's what it sounded like. Pick is in. Like Johnny. Pick is in. Pick is in. Manziel. Johnny Manziel to Brown. What? It happened. It happened. Johnny wow. Manziel. The Philadelphia Eagles have traded the 22nd pick to the Cleveland Browns with the 22nd pick in the 2014 NFL Draft. The Cleveland Browns select Johnny Menzel. They did it! They did it! They did it! Yes! Yes! Get ready, Tony. Yes! Yes! Get ready, Tony. The circus is coming to town. Tony, sorry, I have to leave the show. Sports Center is calling. <laughs> Listen to this crowd at the Roxino. Wow. How do you feel listening to that back now knowing what you know? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, how excited but but how I mean think about we We're desperate for a star. 0 to 60 though. And that's why I, so, I want to exam I want to unpack it from the brown side because you were so desperate for not only a star but an right. effective quarterback. You got a star, you did not get an effective quarterback. So what's what's right. your your thought process on the Browns taking this guy not knowing that he could actually get it done on the football field? To, to understand this Cleveland sports scene thing. I mean, LeBron leaves in 2010 goes to Miami. Has immediate yeah. success, wins championships there. Cleveland is totally left holding the bag. Mm-hmm. The Browns' biggest star is their kick returner and their kicker. The Indians at the time, now the Guardians' biggest star was Esdrubal Cabrera, the shortstop. And the Browns had Brandon Whedon playing quarterback. Yeah. Okay, this was Cleveland had no star athletes in the entire town. I mean, you'd look around, all the teams stunk. I was just praying for somebody that would get us a little bit of national attention. And the reality of it is, Michelle, Johnny Manziel helped my career. You know, he oh, he got yeah. me exposure that I never would have otherwise. People came to us for news and information that never would have other. The network, ESPN network, used me for things that otherwise they never would have used. This is more the case with LeBron than for Johnny. But remember, Johnny came back in May. Johnny was drafted in May. LeBron came back in July. So that was like all of a sudden we went from having no stars to like the huge spotlight was on Cleveland. And I think that the Browns felt a lot of pressure to deliver Cleveland a star. What they forgot is that in order for a guy to be a star, he also has to do it on Sunday at one o'clock. He can't just be a star on Instagram and floating around drinking Ace of Spade in a Vegas nightclub. True. Now, I'm glad you brought up the floating in the pool and the the champagne because so much of the lore of Johnny Manziel was the party side of Johnny Manziel. I mentioned the money phone. We know he's partying with Drake. He's all over the globe partying. But 
we we have this image of him as this really rich kid. His parents have the you know, the luxury cars with the JFF license plates. It was in the Sports Illustrated profile about him. When did you start to hear that maybe some of that was a mirage? Some of this I found out in this documentary. Wow. Uh, but it's all a lie. It's all a ruse. He, he wanted people to think that he had a bunch of money you know, so that he could live this lifestyle when in reality he was living the lifestyle because he was selling so much, you know, so many autographs. And then like, that's how he got the money for the cars. It wasn't that his, I remember saying his dad is some big wig executive in the oil industry, Yeah, but no, nobody ever fact checked that, you know, like who would lie about something like that? And why would they lie about some, so, so much of his backstory and who he really was I mean, the reality of it is he came from a small Texas high school that was a total football factory. He was an immensely talented improvisationalist. Like, he could, in high school and college, not know what the play was, but just run around and figure it out in the moment. Um, But at a certain point, football gets to the level that you have to have a plan. Yeah. Uh, And that's when Johnny Manziel's luck ran out. And. One of the worst things I think in life that you can do is not live up to your potential. When you look back on Johnny Manziel's career, where does he rank in the what ifs for you? Because I think if he could go out there and be able to, with zero preparation, get it done the way that he did at Texas A&M, what would, and I know size is an issue too, but what would Johnny Manziel have looked like if he even prepared 25% or 50%, let alone 100%? Well, it would have lasted longer. I mean, he only made nine starts as an NFL quarterback. His his career was done in two years. Um, so it would have lasted longer. But I, I just am not a believer that, at least in Cleveland, five, ten, eleven, hundred and sixty-five pound quarterbacks can fly. Like mm-hmm. you need six five, six six, strapping, two fifty, rocket arm. Like Johnny didn't have any of those things. You want a Josh Allen? <laughs> yes. You want Ben Roethlisberger okay. if you want to win in this climate. And little Johnny Manziel, God bless him. You know, I, I even if he committed to his craft, I don't think he was ever the guy to bring Cleveland to Super Bowl. It's just you have to understand, like for for Cleveland, like this stuff is insulting. It's fun fodder for everybody else, but for fans here who love the Browns, it's insulting to us that they put him on the field that they wasted good players' careers and wasted our time with someone who they knew had no chance to be good. None. Okay, final question, then I want to spin it forward to today. With everything you just said about how Cleveland takes this personally, and we're talking about Johnny Manziel as one chapter in the Browns. I mean, is it fair for me to use the, the, the very famous phrase, factory of sadness history? Because that's what we hear all the time. But the, the timeline of terror. The know. timeline of terror. We know it's been a rough At least go we for still Browns. Have fans. a football team, Michelle. Your hey. football team moved away. You don't even have one to root for. You're um, right. You're right. I'm not. I am in no way throwing shade. But I want to know, given all of that football trauma that you guys have endured. What the feeling is like now surrounding Deshaun Watson, because this was somebody who at one point was a top five quarterback. He hasn't done it in three years. One of the worst statistical quarterbacks last year. I know he had a lot of stuff going on on the off the field that could have impacted him and the suspension. But there is so much hope being placed on the shoulders of this 
a $230 million guaranteed quarterback who hasn't done it in a long time. And this could, if it yeah. doesn't work out, be yet another chapter in Cleveland Brown, Browns history that didn't go right. Well, I don't know that they learned their lesson. You know, drafting guys based on charisma and moxie, like that kind of sounds – I mean, he doesn't have the substance issues that Johnny does, obviously, and he's still in the league. But it kind of sounds like how the Browns drafted Baker Mayfield, too. You know, they, they didn't draft the guy who was the most physically talented from a football standpoint. They drafted the guy who led the league in charisma, you know, that everybody mm. wanted to follow, the big star that was going to move the needle. Yeah. I hope now in Watson – First of all, I hope the football side drove this decision, which I don't know. Honestly, it's confusing to me. I know what the Browns say, but it's confusing whether their general manager and head coach were behind this or this was an ownership call. If it was an ownership call, then I don't think they have learned their lesson about putting their faith in a guy that can they really trust him to be the face of a billion-dollar business. And I can't answer that question yet for Deshaun Watson But I guess I feel better about it purely from a football perspective because I know Deshaun Watson can be really good and is going to work hard at his craft and all of that. The -the off-the-field stuff is is a fair concern. It's a fair question. And thank you for that. That was talking Cleveland Browns with Aaron Goldhammer. Anything else you want to go through? You want to talk about my high school girlfriend, Allie Nuanis, and when she broke up with me or any any other bad moments from my life you want to – well, you want to you pick did, at? Or can you we, did uh, you share with us that uh, your your mother might be upset with you with a yeah, gift we'll, you gave her? We'll, we'll get to that in three <laughs> and out. Coming up about a half hour from now. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle RV and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. That is Progressive.com. Hey, let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation 2 a day. Time is here. On ESPN Radio. The Dallas Cowboys. 58. Go. This is Todd Archer with the Cowboys. How quickly can Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott gel? For the first time in his career, Prescott will be running a different offense. For the first time since 2018, McCarthy will be calling plays. It's not like the Cowboys offense was bad under Kellen Moore. It wasn't. But McCarthy wants to make it better and believes he's the right voice to be in Prescott's ear. The new offense has been dubbed the Texas Coast, a blend of what the Cowboys have done for years and McCarthy's West Coast scheme. Prescott and Moore developed a close bond over seven years as teammates, position coach, and ultimately coordinator. McCarthy used this offseason to get to know what Prescott wants and doesn't want. 2023 is a huge year for the Cowboys, the coach, and the quarterback. As they get to Oxnard, California, they know they have to get on the same page quickly. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation Two-A-Days on ESPN Radio. What are the biggest questions involving America's team? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michelle Smallman. We bring back the producer of Canty and Carlin, Shannon Penn. He has some big questions, Michelle, for us revolving around the Cowboys. What do you got, Shannon? All right, Aaron. What's the main reason why the Cowboys can the Cowboys can reach the Super Bowl this season? What's the main reason? I I think they're they're Players, aside from their quarterback, are really good. Their offensive line is really good. Their running backs are good. Their receivers are good. And their defense is good. I mean, to me, it's a short list of guys who are the best non-quarterback. It might include Travis Kelsey. and But Micah Parsons, Michelle, is on that list. And I think he's as big a reason for confidence in the Cowboys as anybody. Um, I feel the same exact way. The reason why the Cowboys can get to the Super Bowl is the personnel, the talent on the field. If you're putting together a short list of non-quarterbacks to start the franchise with, 
Michael Parsons is either number one or he's number two. If you if you go with a receiver at one, he's number two. If you don't, it's Micah Parsons at number one. So I think that they have the talent to get there. It's just going to come down to can they execute? Well, Michelle, I'm glad you brought up Micah Parsons because that was going to be my next question. Is Micah Parsons, Michelle, the best non-quarterback in the NFL? I think he is. If, if it's not him, if I'm going, I would maybe – put Justin Jefferson just above him but Michael Parsons is an absolute game wrecker and two NFL seasons 26 and a half sacks 33 tackles for loss 56 quarterbacks hit six forced fumbles he's unbelievable he's unblockable at times and I would put him either number one or number two yeah I think it's you know TJ Watts right there Miles Garrett's a really good player I might have Parsons over all of them I'd rather have Kelsey or one of the top flight wide receivers cuz they score touchdowns all the time I'll say this though you're playing the Cowboys this week your offensive coaches are spending hours trying to figure out how to slow down Micah Parsons and still be able to run your offense that that's about as big a compliment as I can have for a player all right, Aaron, it's it's widely understood that Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFC. So my question to you, is Dak Prescott the second best quarterback in the NFC? If not, where is he listed in the NFC quarterback hierarchy? It's the second best quarterback in the NFC might be the eighth best quarterback in the <laughs> AFC. So it's not exactly a, a great bar. And I also don't think he is the second best quarterback in the NFC. Again, I think Dak, you know, at one o'clock against the commanders has proven that he can get it done. But with two minutes to go in the biggest games, I don't have a ton of faith in him. And because of that, I don't know. I got to look back at the list to decide who the second best quarterback in the NFC is. But I'm not giving it to Dak Prescott, Michelle. So who are you putting over him? Kirk Cousins? Because really, that's the only other option in the NFC that would even be above Dak Prescott, as far as I'm concerned. Let me, uh, uh, Jared Goff, I think I'd put above. You think I think I'm crazy, but I'd probably put him above Dak Prescott. He's been to a Super Bowl. And he had a great year last year. But statistically, Dak is a better quarterback. I mean, not if you look at last year. Last year, Jared Goff was a better quarterback. I understand your concerns about Dak getting it done when the the lights are the brightest and the pressure is on. I still think I'd take him over Jared Goff, though. He led the league in interceptions, though, didn't he? What about Geno Smith? I can't get excited about Geno Smith. What? Why can't the teams I root for play in the NFC? This is like the most wide-open road to the Super Bowl. And the teams I want to win, the Broncos and the Browns, I'm from Denver, I live in Cleveland, they got to go through Patrick Mahomes. Great. <laughs> After going through Tom Brady for 20 years. Next! Would you take a, a healthy Kyler over, Dak? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wow, what a thrilling question that is. Um, exactly. But that's how but that's the state of the quarterback in the NFC. These are the names that we have to throw out there. Derek Carr? Uh, no, not Derek Carr. We decided Matthew this Stafford? Derek Carr is a good used car. But it, no one's like excited about getting Derek Carr. It could get you for me to be, but you're not getting any Super Bowls with with Derek. What are you Carr. calling him a Toyota? Yeah. He's like a used a Honda Toyota Accord? Car reliable it'll start oh, even when it but no one's like he's at hey. least like a lexus no one's like hey michelle you gotta come over and see my new car you're like what'd you get you know lexus infinity you know now i got a Derek car i got a it's a used camry 2016 oh man it's got about seventy five thousand miles on it great Throw some respect on his name he's not a used camry he's not if patrick mahomes is a lamborghini i would put Derek car 
in like the Lexus category. He's yeah. he's not an unattainable car, but he's a car that you look at and you're like, wow, this is going to be a really comfy and what enjoyable is, ride to what work. Is, what is Sam Howell? I don't want to insult any potential advertising partners that make motor vehicles. So we're going to skip that answer and move right along here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We are Progressive, presented by Progressive Insurance. We are not Progressive Insurance. We are ESPN Radio. Coming up next, <laughs> they said what? Greg Sankey feels sadness amidst the realignment. We must discuss. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She's Michelle Smallman on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. They say what? What? I have to believe one and one is three. I, I can't, I can't uh, operate where one and one is two. They said What? ESPN Radio, ESPN app, presented by Progressive. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michelle Smallman. They said, what is presented by Progressive Insurance? Greg Sankey is the commissioner of the SEC. And Michelle, I think one of the most powerful people right now in all of sports. He has put together this epic super conference. He has changed the scope of college athletics forever. He was on the Paul Feinbaum show on ESPN and the SEC Network. Take a listen to what Greg Sankey had to say. He said, what? <laughs> I will find publicly that I think the, the speculation and some of the pronouncements we've seen since that time about growth or directional growth uh, is problematic. And, and even for me, uh, with the security of the Southeastern Conference, whether it was Friday 
afternoon or through the day Saturday fielding phone calls, which really were more conversations. What do you think's happening? There's nobody calling me seeking or demanding entry, a lot of commentary publicly. You know, it just wasn't one of those great feelings to work in college sports in, in my experience. And again, I take responsibility where we've made moves, but there was something different last week about really the still questions around the existence of the Pac-12 conference, given its, its long and storied history. Congratulations to Greg Sankey. He now leads the league, Michelle, in disingenuousness. Disingenuity? Yeah. Whatever the word is. Yeah, what is it? Dis- Disingenuousness? Either way, I get what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're throwing down, and I am with you on this one. This is the classic, I pushed the first domino over, and then when they all fell and there was a mess in my wake, I'm like, oops, my bad. Sorry. (laughs) What do you mean you feel sadness and realignment? Your conference is driving all of this. Everyone is trying to keep up with slash meet the SEC and what they have done. The SEC is the reason, in a lot of ways, why all of this is happening. He's laughing all the way to the bank. Big it's time. all about it's all about money, and he has made the SEC and these schools so much money by making these moves. I mean, maybe there's a little bit of him that feels kind of bad for kids in Eugene that are going to have to fly to play volleyball games in Piscataway, New Jersey, or whatever. But ultimately, this is a football-driven decision, and it's all about the cash that Greg Sankey is going to be making for himself and others in the SEC. Now they may have to reconsider the format of the college football playoff again. We're going to have a new, new format before the new format. They said what? SEC, we wanted college football to be strong nationally, and we've not seen uh, a West of the Rockies participant in the playoff since, I believe, 2016. And, and so the expansion was about making sure we brought in Western football. Well, now what's happened is Western football has come into other conferences. Uh, the net of that is circumstances have changed. And I think it's it's wise for us to take a step back and reconsider uh, what the format might look like given these circumstances. Uh, we've not met on that. I've not had any meaningful conversations but, but I think we, we have to acknowledge that it is on everyone's mind pending the outcome of some of these additional uh, membership movement pieces. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm sure he feels horrible about the fact that the Southeast dominates college football as the commissioner of the Southeast Conference. Yeah, how did you receive that? Because to me it was a little bit like, yeah, we were hoping to have a West Coast playoff participant but they weren't good enough he you know i'm paraphrasing here but that's kind of the way that i i read through the lines no he's not wrong but i mean look congratulations to tcu that's still east of the rockies but i mean it's west in terms of this conversation that they won a playoff game they also then lost the championship game to georgia 65 to 7 yeah yikes it was unwatchably bad so i don't know you know maybe usc is getting a little juice with lincoln riley that's like the one I'm thinking about most of these big 12 schools, Michelle, they don't play any defense. Good grief. So one thing too, that I'm thinking about and all of this, like Greg Sankey feels sadness about the realignment and, and the erosion of the PAC 12. It is a real bummer. Aaron, we talk about get off my lawn topics. I hate 
the what is happening to college football. And I wonder what it's going to be like for these West Coast schools. We know that USC and UCLA storied programs, right? But they're going to the Big Ten as outsiders. You know, I know it's different than Rutgers and Maryland, who not quite the same. But as an Illinois grad, as a Big Ten girl, yeah. it's going to feel weird to have them there for quite some time. It's going to feel like, I, I used this analogy the other day, when you have a birthday party in grade school and you have to invite everybody in the class. Yeah. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, USC and UCLA, they were cool at their other school, but they're in my school now. Yeah. Does that translate here? I don't know. And yeah. so I, I just wonder if you're one of those universities in the Pac-12 that carried a lot of cachet, what does that feel like for you to have to now join another conference as an outsider? It feels weird. Ah, the heart of the Big Ten, Champaign, Illinois, Bloomington, go. Indiana, and Los Angeles. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how do these things fit together? Correct. Um, I, I think USC is a pretty cool kid, though. Might be the new kid at the school, but the new kid at the school is good looking, has rich parents, <laughs> has cool toys. A nice right? car. Yeah, has has like every video game system known to man, an arcade in their basement. Like, yeah, they're new, but my guess is they're going to be taken in faster than UCLA, which has a great basketball program. But what is UCLA football ever won? Yeah. I don't see UCLA football as an iconic program. I mean, I don't know. Troy Aikman was the number one pick in the draft back in the day. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other what else UCLA football has accomplished, but it's not it's not much. Let's just say it's not the storied program. That USC is with all the Heisman Trophy winners and everything. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer, Michelle Smallman. Up next, we've got our play of the night and three and out on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Michelle Smallman, and it is time for us to go with the play of the night. I've got two that I like, so you tell me which one you think is better. Okay. I like the Toronto Blue Jays over the Cleveland Guardians. I'm in Cleveland, and I just know that the state of the Guardians right now is yuck. So I like them on the run line, minus the one and a half, so that's one option. Or, Or is it possible that a Blue Jay could go yard? I like Vlad Guerrero Jr. plus 400 to Homer 
tonight at Progressive Field? Do you like the Blue Jays overall, or do you like Vlad to homer more? Um, I think the Blue Jays overall is the better bet, but Vlad to homer is more fun. I always love to bet on guys to go yard. All right, Vlad Jr. it is. All right, there we go. Right now. In the meantime, it's time for us to hit three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. I was tempted to go Women's World Cup also because I'd been red hot betting against the Americans because I identified them as a problem team. And now you my did. whole my whole bankroll is basically made. I feel bad. I feel unpatriotic. But look, you know, as long as they're going to stink, I might as well make money on it. Three and out on Canty and Carlin ESPN Radio ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michelle Smallman. I guess you, you there were a couple of lingering stories that we wanted to tell. I'm a little concerned about something, Michelle. Tell me how you think I should handle it. Got my mom a, what I thought was a nice birthday gift. Okay. A little jewelry box at one of her favorite stores. Oh, thoughtful. And I thought it was very thoughtful. It was shiny. It was okay. nice. It was not cheap. I'm hearing through the grapevine that she didn't like it. Oh, no. So what do you do? Do you buy another gift? Do you tell her, hey, it's cool if you want to return it and get something else? Like, I, I normally I'm so good at, like, identifying I've got a little bit of style. I know how to nail exactly the perfect thing for a moment. I, I think this gift sucked. I, I And I think it's on me, and I, I don't want it to be awkward. I want to address it straight up. I want to take the fall for it, and I want to get her something else, but I don't want to embarrass anybody in the process. So – you're probably asking the wrong person because my family's Italian and we just throw it all out there. There's no cooth. There's no tiptoeing around things. We are just like, oh, I hear you didn't like the gift. What do you want? You want to return it? Here's the receipt. We, I wouldn't be offended. So you're go right at it. Say, just hey, go look, right I, heard it. A, I heard a rumor that you didn't like the gift. Let's be honest. By the way, you know, she plays up. This is such the Jewish thing is like you play up the whole, oh, it's so beautiful. This <laughs> is the nicest jewelry box I've ever seen. It's phenomenal. It's fantastic. And really deep down, she's thinking, now this is a disappointing jewelry box, but like Aaron's son has been sick and I really don't want to rip on him for the gift that he ended up getting me. Three and out, Canty and Carla at ESPN Radio, ESPN app. All right, I tasked you with something earlier because we were yes. talking about uh, how Jesse Palmer smells good. Yeah. Uh, college football teams, by the way, announced today. You know you're getting closer to the college football season when we announce our broadcast cruise for college football for the 2023 season. And Jesse Palmer does smell like heaven. But I asked you who the worst smelling person at ESPN was, and you finally have an answer. Careful, don't get yourself in trouble here, Michelle Smallman. So the problem with this exercise is, you know, I was going through the list of our on-air hosts, and most of them look like they're going to smell amazing. So it was really hard to choose somebody. Yeah. But you know who I shockingly arrived at? Huh. And this might get me into some trouble. I think it's going to be Alex Rodriguez. A-Rod? Part, part of the K-Rod broadcast. Now, give, hold on. Let me explain. A-Rod is so rich and he is so fashionable that I see him having some really exotic cologne that probably costs oh. like $1,000 and they only make three bottles of them in the entire world, but it it smells like some weird herb. It's probably one of those things that you don't know that you're smelling the most exclusive. It's like one of those, if you know, you know things to where the mm. other people in the circle will be like, oh, did you smell A-Rod? He's wearing 
du jour or whatever it is. Yeah. But to me, who's just not, a regular it girl. It smell good. You're not talking about B.O. You're saying that he no. has questionable cologne. Boy, interesting route for you to go there. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, he does have as much money as, you know, he's on Shark Tank. He, yeah. You can be one of the sharks on Shark Tank and you own an NBA team. That's right. Like Chances are you can get a hold of whatever cologne you want. I agree that um, I agree that. We have a bunch of good-looking people and probably good-smelling people That's at our right. network. Um, I mean, certainly Jesse would fall into that category. Here's I have a little bit of speculation, but I'm not going to call out anybody specifically. Oh, Is you made it, me give a name? Well, I, I, I can't think of anyone specifically, I guess. Well, okay, first of all, the college game day crew, I'm sorry. That first week, everybody's going to smell terrible by the end of the show because it's hot. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, right. you're sweating. You're outside. You've been outside for like, I'm, no, I'm not calling him out. And I love him on the air and I follow him on Twitter and all of his picks. But I'm sure the bear doesn't smell. Aw- He's called the bear. OK, I'm sure the bear doesn't smell awesome at the end of a long college game day. I'm just saying I wouldn't smell good at the end of a college game either. Michelle, is it possible that because they don't shower as often as men do and it is more difficult and you know, there's more to it than when a guy takes. I could take a shower in two minutes. Is it possible that the worst smelling person at ESPN is shockingly a woman? No, because we may not wash our hair every day because if it's styled, if it's teased, if it's if it's to perfection, we're going to try to maintain it as long as possible. Plus, it's not great to wash your hair every day. Hmm. I will maybe not wash my hair every day, but we're doing a body shower every day. We've got the lotions. We've got the potions. We've got the perfume. So make no mistake about it. Just because we're maintaining the quaff does not mean that we're going to smell bad. One of my greatest fears in life is being the guy that smells bad in the room. Like I just I have a I have a real deep issue with I just am worried that it's me and I can feel it and I can. So there are days where I take multiple showers because I'm just so concerned. Wow. Okay. So the guy that smells bad. I I said that A-Rod probably has the most exclusive cologne on earth that we've never heard of. What is Aaron Goldhammer's go to? The only cologne I've ever owned. I don't wear cologne. Um but you're worried about smelling bad and you don't wear cologne? No, I. but I always smell good. Like, trust me, I do. Like, I, I, my wife would tell me trust if I didn't. Trust me. She would, okay. Your natural look. your natural musk is enough? If I ever smelled bad and we were doing a show together, would you call me out? I would just be like. Let's make a deal. Let's make around. a deal. If you ever, if I ever smell bad and I walk in the room, you can pull me aside and say, hey, Aaron, Abercrombie Woods was the only cologne that I ever <laughs> wore. And I wore it in high school. <laughs> And I thought I smelled like I was an Abercrombie model with my six-pack abs and my (laughs) rugby-playing Joe and Amber. We'll talk cologne and a whole lot more. They're next. This has been Canty and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.